Jesus once said to his disciples, In the world you will have tribulation. He spoke then of tribulation in a general sense. But there's coming a time when tribulation will strike this earth like never before. Jesus referred to it as a great tribulation, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. What hope do we have in light of the coming tribulation? How long will it last? And can we escape the time known in Bible prophecy as Jacob's trouble? Faith, not fear, is the proper response to Jesus' end-time prophecies. Take heart, he says. I have overcome the world. I'm Ron Jones. Something good starts right now. Hello and welcome into this Friday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis and wherever you are, however you're listening, on radio or on demand, we're glad to have you with us. Well, it's been called the darkest hour in human history. It hasn't taken place yet, but it will, maybe sooner than we think. Today, Ron takes us to Matthew chapters 24 and 25 a section of scripture known as the Olivet Discourse. Included in this passage is a word of warning and a word of encouragement. In this world, you will have tribulation, Jesus said, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Today's message is straight ahead. Stay with us here or stop by our new digital streaming platform at somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org or subscribe to the podcast at Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. From his teaching series, What on Earth is Happening? Examining the Prophecies of Jesus. Here's Ron with his Something Good radio message, The Worst of Times on Planet Earth. Charles Dickens wrote uh, what became a classic book titled A Tale of Two Cities. You might remember that one. Um, It's probably best known by the way he starts. You remember this? It was the best of times, finish the next sentence with me, and it was the worst of times. Yeah, you've heard this one before. Uh, Did you also know that Dickens went on to say it was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness, it was the epic of belief, it was the epic of incredulity, it was the season of light, it was the season of darkness, it was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. Those eloquent words from um, Charles Dickens could, could easily be used to describe the times in which we're living right now. Uh, a real contrast, don't you think, in experiences from hope to despair, from light to darkness, from best to worst. Today I want to talk to you about a future time in Bible prophecy that can only be described as the worst of times on planet Earth. Mark Hitchcock, a well-known Bible prophecy expert and a pastor, he calls it the darkest hour in human history. I also want to talk to you about um, something known as, as the Great Tribulation, of course, but also to give you some biblical encouragement in light of the, the present troubles that we're, we're living in today. I'm in this series of messages titled, What on Earth is Happening? It's a question I've been asking Um, It's taken me to the pages of Scripture. I think a lot of people are asking that question today. What on earth is happening? We're examining the prophecies of Jesus 
found in uh, Matthew chapter 24 and 25, a section of scripture known as the Olivet Discourse, a conversation that Jesus had with, uh, according to Mark's gospel, four of his disciples, Peter, James, John, uh, plus Andrew. It's kind of the inner circle plus Andrew. And just days before Jesus goes to the cross, he sits with these four disciples on the Mount of Olives overlooking the old city of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. And I mean, what a breathtaking scene it was. And they're asking him questions about the end of the age. What will be the sign of your coming, Jesus? Before we return to the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24 and 25, though, I want to stop off in the upper room just a few days later when Jesus met with his disciples in an undisclosed space somewhere in the old city of Jerusalem, they were celebrating the Passover meal. It was just hours before Jesus went to the cross. The conversation that he had with his disciples then is recorded for us in John chapters 13 through 17, a section of scripture known as the upper room discourse. And in John 16 and verse 33, Jesus said these words to his disciples and to us, in the world you will have tribulation. But then he says, take heart, I have overcome the world. I think it's fair to say Jesus never promised us a rose garden, at least not in this life. He promised us heaven in the next life. But he said in this world and in this life, you will have tribulation. Now the tribulation he spoke of in the upper room was general in nature and it applies to all people in all places at all times. We're certainly living in a world today full of trouble and distress and difficulty. However, there is a tribulation coming to planet earth like the world has never known. So intense is the judgment of God poured out upon this earth according to the pages of scripture that Jesus says in Matthew 24 and verse 22, for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. And this is a future time in Bible prophecy known as the tribulation or the great tribulation, a time of intense and never before experienced tribulation and distress on this earth. I'm reading in my Bible from Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 15, when Jesus says, so when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, he says, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house and let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being, Jesus said, would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Now, the last time we were together, we talked about the general signs that Jesus gave that point us uh, to the nearness of the end of the age. Do you remember those general signs in verses 4 through 14? They included false prophets, wars, natural disasters, persecution, apostasy, lawlessness, and of course, the worldwide 
uh, preaching of the gospel. Jesus says these signs are like birth pangs. As we get closer and closer to the end of the age, they will increase in intensity. They will increase in frequency. The greater detail is found in Revelation chapters 6 and 7. It reveals what all of this will look like on planet Earth during the first three and a half years of a seven-year period of time known as uh, the Great Tribulation. In Matthew 24, though, verses 15 through 28, Jesus provides a more specific sign to look for at the end of the age. And as best as I understand it, he jumps right into the middle of the seven-year tribulation, which he calls a great tribulation from that point forward. The devastation on planet Earth during the last three and a half years of the tribulation will be greater than at any other time in human history. Nothing even comes close to comparing. It it will make um, uh, the Nazi Holocaust and the killing fields of Cambodia look like child's play. Uh, Something known as the abomination of desolation marks the beginning of this uh, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad time on earth. Jesus said the prophet Daniel first mentioned the abomination that makes one desolate. And and he kind of adds these words in parenthesis you'll find in your Bible. He wants every reader to understand this. And when you see this happening in Jerusalem, Jesus says, in effect, run to the hills Run to the mountains, flee to the mountains, and flee for your life, he says. Now, if you will, hold your place here in Matthew chapter 24, and I want us to go to um, the passage in Daniel to which Jesus refers. It's Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. And as you're finding your way there, let me set this up just a little bit. The abomination of desolation that Daniel predicts has both a near-term and a longer-term fulfillment. That's the way you have to understand Bible prophecy. There's often a, uh, a now-but-not-yet kind of fulfillment to it. Uh, the near-term fulfillment of this prophecy in Daniel happened during the reign of an evil despot named Antiochus Epiphanes VI. He is an Old Testament type of the Antichrist who is to come. Now, more than a century before the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, Antiochus rose to power and immediately went on a wild campaign forcing the Hellenization of the Jews. He wanted to turn the Hebrews into Greeks and force them to um, worship the Greek gods. He slaughtered those who refused to submit to his reign of terror. And in 167 B.C., A little more than uh, a century and a half before the birth of Jesus, Antiochus stopped the temple sacrifices to the Lord, set up a statue of Zeus in the Holy of Holies, and sacrificed a pig on the altar. That, friends, is the definition of an abomination that caused much desolation to the Jews prior to the coming of Messiah. But Jesus, referring to Daniel's mention of the abomination, he speaks of yet a future atrocity that is still to come. In other words, Jesus has the longer-term fulfillment of this prophecy in Daniel in mind. In Daniel chapter 9, the Lord gives Daniel this panoramic view of the future that includes the Gentile oppression of the Jews, the destruction of Jerusalem, the crucifixion of Messiah the Prince, 
and the rise of the Antichrist at the end of the age, including his abominable actions during the tribulation period. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Dr. Ron Jones' message, The Worst of Times on Planet Earth. New to the program? Keep in mind that all of Ron's messages are archived at our website, somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And when you stop by, use the Partner tab at the top of the homepage and check out the 828 Club, a special group of people who partner with Ron so that he can share the gospel through this radio and internet broadcast. Join the 828 Club from our website or call us at 757-276-1099. Again, that's 757-276-1099. The prophet Daniel spoke of a 70-week period, which in prophetic language is 490 years. 69 of those weeks have already taken place. One week, or seven years, remains. Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good radio message. The worst of times on planet Earth. Now we're ready for Daniel 9, 24 to 27. Let me just read the prophecy. Beginning in verse 24, 70 weeks are decreed about your people in your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and profit and to anoint a most holy place. Know therefore and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and rebuild Jerusalem to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for 62 weeks it shall be built again with squares and moat, but in a troubled time. And after 62 weeks an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing, and the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary." Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed. And he shall make a strong covenant, he being the Antichrist, with many for one week, and for half of the week he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. You can breathe now. That's a lot to digest, isn't it? It's a lot to read. And again, it is this panoramic view of world history and Bible prophecy from around the time of Daniel all the way to the end of the age. I don't have time to get into all of the details, so let me just summarize a little bit. Through Daniel, the Lord sets forth this panoramic timeline that spans 490 years, or what's called 70 weeks. In the Bible, one prophetic week equals seven years. So do the math there, 70 weeks times 70 years. 490 years this prophecy entails. Uh, The first 69 weeks, or 483 years, began with the decree of Artaxerxes in 444 B.C. for the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem until approximately A.D. 30 when Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem on the foal of a donkey, we call that Palm Sunday. Uh, the, the, the preciseness of that day when Jesus rode into Jerusalem fulfilled the, first, the end of the first 69 weeks or 483 years of Daniel's prophecy. 
Later that week, of course, Messiah was cut off, as Daniel says, by crucifixion. One prophetic week remains. It's often referred to as Daniel's 70th week, a seven-year period of time yet to be fulfilled in Bible prophecy, yet to be experienced and lived out here on planet Earth. This is the future tribulation which lasts for seven years, which Jesus describes from the midpoint forward in uh, Matthew 24, verses 15 through 28. Presently, we are living between the 69th week and the 70th week of Daniel's prophecy in a period of time known as the church age. And uh, we're kind of in this prophetic pause, awaiting the next event on God's prophetic calendar, which I believe, of course, is the rapture of the church. Now, following the rapture of the church, which closes out the church age, uh, the tribulation begins. Daniel's 70th week begins. The Antichrist enters the global stage as a major political player. Most likely, he does this by negotiating peace in the Middle East, uh, providing safety and security for Israel. And for the first three and a half years of the tribulation, the Antichrist is, uh, positions himself as Israel's friend and um, uh, even making it possible for her to re uh, rebuild the temple and to resume uh, the sacrifices of the Old Testament. However, his demeanor toward Israel changes at the midpoint of the tribulation. At that time, the Antichrist breaks covenant with Israel, enters the temple, much like Antiochus, stops the religious sacrifices, and desecrates the holy place by setting himself up like a god for the world to worship. Uh, many Bible scholars believe he will erect this statue, perhaps using the technology of the day, uh, maybe a hologram of himself in the same way that Antiochus set up a physical idol of Zeus and told everybody to worship. And at this time, the Antichrist also seizes full control of the world's economy and the financial systems. Now, when this happens, Jesus says it will be obvious to all especially to the Jews. He tells all those who are in Judea at that time, flee to the mountains. When you see the abomination which causes desolation, there's no time to waste. Run to safety. Flee to the mountains, he says. Run for your lives. And he stresses the urgency of doing this with some specific instructions. He says, if you're on your rooftop... <laughs> which you gotta know that homes back then were often built not with pitched roofs, but flat roofs, and they would use the top of the roof as a, as a terrace and a great place to go at night and observe the stars and enjoy that, or maybe you had lunch on your rooftop. He says, if you're on the rooftop, don't waste time going down inside your house and grabbing a few things, run to the mountains. If you're out in the fields at that time, don't waste time going back to the house and grabbing a few things, run to the mountains, flee to the mountains, he says. He says, it'll be a terrible time for women who are pregnant. Can you imagine being with child and trying to flee to the mountains and flee to safety during this time? Uh, or for those who, uh, uh, he says, pray that it won't happen on the Sabbath. Why the Sabbath? Because some of the, oh, the strict Sabbath keepers will say, no, there are certain travel restrictions on the Sabbath. You can't run, you can't flee. And so Jesus is basically encouraging this sense of urgency during the hour. Run for your lives. Run as though your life depends on it because it will. Now let's um, add some detail here from Revelation chapter 12. Uh, 
and verses one to six. Keep in mind, uh, Matthew 24 and 25 is known as the mini apocalypse, okay? Jesus gives some details about the end of the age. Revelation chapters six through 19 is the detailed description of this time on earth that we're talking about. The worst of times on planet Earth, the darkest hour in human history known as the seven-year tribulation. And in Revelation chapter 6, or rather uh, 12, verses 1 to 6, it pictures this terrible time by describing a woman who appears as a great sign in the heavens. She's tormented by another sign that appears called a great red dragon. And um, if you read that passage of Scripture, it's clear from the description that the woman is Israel, and the great red dragon is the devil-possessed antichrist himself. And verse 6 says, and the woman, that is Israel, fled to the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1260 days, basically the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Halfway through the tribulation, the antichrist sweeps through the Middle East, turns against the Jews, and introduces a severe persecution against God's chosen people. According to Jesus, there will be no time to lose. Though many will perish, God will provide a refuge in the mountains for those that can make it. That's why he says, flee to the mountains. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1 says, at that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as has never been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book of life. Uh, This is truly the worst of times on planet Earth, friends. It's so terrifying and troubling that, again, Jesus says, if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. The Bible says this time is predetermined by God to last no more than 1,260 days. That's a lot to take in. You're listening to Something Good Radio with Dr. Ron Jones. And today's message, The Worst of Times on Planet Earth, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. Use the radio tab at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And while you're there, be sure to check out Dr. Ron Jones' discipleship coaching experience, Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps. Join Ron as he takes you back to the fundamentals of the Christian faith and helps equip you to fulfill the Great Commission by making disciples of others. To find Starting Point, a disciple's first steps, look for Something Good courses when you visit somethinggoodradio.org. Something Good exists only through your faithful prayer and financial support. And as you give today, we'd like to offer you the complete audio download of the series that you're hearing now, What on Earth is Happening? Examining the prophecies of Jesus. Troubled by events in the world today, many people are asking that very same question. What on earth is happening? Pandemics, wars, social and political unrest, all stoking fear in our hearts. In this timely eight-message series from Matthew 24 and 25, Dr. Ron Jones examines the prophecies Jesus made 2,000 years ago about the end of the age. That's what on earth is happening. 
Yours for a limited time for your gift to Something Good Radio. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org. Mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456, or call our offices at 757-276-1099. Don't be deceived during these times. You know, the devil is a liar. Uh, He is a, a master chameleon and deceiver. The New Testament says that he appears as an angel of light. Make no mistake about it, friends, the devil possesses a PhD in deception. And through the Antichrist, Satan's effort to deceive the world into believing his lies will grow exponentially during the tribulation period. That's next time when Ron shares part two of his message, The Worst of Times on Planet Earth. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.